Let's make it a December to remember. Today, I'm going to give you five practical steps in planning and preparing for the end of the year, the month, and the holidays. I love this, and I know you're going to love this. You need to stop right now. Stop with the feelings of overwhelmed by implementing these strategies. Promise me that after this episode, you will take action. You're definitely going to need your notebook, your pencil and pen of choice, and of course, your planner. And if you don't have any of these, then by golly, we're going to talk about that on this episode and we're going to get that fixed right away. Welcome teacher to the Let Your Light Shine podcast. If you're searching for the freedom and permission to design the life you love as a teacher, you're in the right place. I'm on a mission to help teachers just like you build their own dream school or homeschooling business. In this present day, the world needs you, teacher friend, to step out in faith and give students an education they love and so deserve. In this podcast, I will teach you how to start a fulfilling and profitable homeschooling business that lights you up. I'm Mackenzie Oliver, former elementary teacher and instructional coach, gone homeschool teacher and business builder. I'm here to empower you to step outside the classroom and choose the experiences, the curriculum, and all the moments that put a smile on your face and your students. Does it seem like a dream? Well, it did to me until God opened the doors and made it reality. Together, we are breaking through fears and moving the crowd. So get out your notebook, sharpen your pencil. It's time to get your teach on. It is the beginning of December, and I am so excited to share this episode because I know it's something that every single one of us are facing. It is the end of the year. It's the last and the busiest month of the year, it feels like, for many of us. We are anticipating the holidays. We have a couple weeks left before we get to take a break. We want to take a break, but we also know that there is items and agenda agenda things to take care of. There are people to meet. There are holidays to celebrate. There are so many things to be shopping for or preparing for or getting rid of. And although it feels like a refreshing time of the year, for some people, it feels very overwhelming, very daunting. And above all, I know that you want to find joy in this season. So as a caretaker, as a teacher, as a professional, as a mom, I believe that these five tactical steps to preparing for this month will not only take care of December, but it will motivate you to hopefully do this at the end of every month in preparation for a new month. So this episode is airing on December the 5th, so we're five days into the month. It is not too late. And I hope that you give yourself the same time at the end of this month to prepare for January and do it every single month of the year. It's one of my very favorite things to do. It is a gift that you can give yourself. It's a gift that I give to myself. I understand that not only are you juggling your personal life, you're juggling your family life, you're juggling your friends and your family life, extended family, you may be juggling traveling, you may be juggling transitioning out of your career and starting a new career. Maybe you are one of those who purchased the business bundle and you know that there is work to get accomplished to help you start your business. 
I know for myself, I have lots and lots of meetings with teachers and parents who have purchased deluxe coaching, jumpstart coaching, that bought the business bundle, that got the free coaching. I'm so excited and I want to make sure that when I'm meeting with my teachers and my clients that I am giving them my full on motivating, exciting, inspiring, logistical self. And I cannot do that if I'm burning the candle at both ends. And I know that you feel the same way, not just about your personal life, your professional life, but all of the fun things that you get to do this time of the year that you don't get to do during the rest of the year. So let's make the most of it. Now, what you're going to do is take my five practical steps. If you don't have a notebook to write this down, that is okay, but you've got to go back and listen to it. Got to go back and listen to this, or at least just note the five areas that I'm going to talk to you about. Number one, we're going to talk about five, like I said, five ways that you can prepare for this month. And there's going to be five main domains, but underneath each domain, there's going to be little subheadings, so to speak, little bullets. And those five, I'm going to go ahead and give to you, and then I'm going to break each one down. So if you can remember these five, then you can hopefully remember the details that go with it. Number one is to plan with a brain dump. Number two is starting to incorporate your plans for festivities and bonuses. Number three is to begin delegating. Number four is to start with a daily plan. And number five is to plan self-care. So again, number one is planning with a brain dump. Number two is incorporating your festive plans and bonuses. Number three is delegating. Number four is daily planning. And number five is self-care. We're going to call this PIDS, P-I-D-D-S, planning, incorporating, delegating, daily plan, and self-care. Let's get into it. So yesterday I posted on social media my new planner and my new notebook and my new markers because let me tell you, it was a whole thing that I was thinking if I'm feeling overwhelmed, I need to get re-inspired. I bought a brand new planner that I've used in the past that I absolutely love. I got it at Target. It's called Day Designer. You got to go check it out. Just look at it on you can do it in Google. You can go to Target. The bummer of this is that it starts in January, but that's okay because I also got me a cute little notebook. It is a hardback front and back hardback notebook, spiral notebook. Those work the best for me. And I got myself new Sharpie felt markers. I love them. Sometimes they bleed through the paper. I don't really care because I love the way that the markers feel on the paper and I love the way that it makes my paper look. I'm very visual and I need a lot of color coding. So I bought these three items. Again, you can go on social media, you can look at those. And I thought, okay, I need to start planning this month somehow. And I planned this over a week ago, but I'm giving this to you now because it's never too late. So First off, I needed to be inspired because sometimes whenever you're overwhelmed, it's hard to even like claw yourself out of the pit. So I got myself a new planner, which I've had for about a month, but I couldn't start it yet. I was really just feeling icky about my current planner that I have. I'm a big planner person. If you can hear me now, I don't, I will spend money on planners. I will change my planner 
because my plans are very important to me. And if I do not like what I'm working with every day, I will get rid of it. It's not serving me. And I'm at the point in my life where if anything is not serving me, I have to get rid of it. So not only that, but I had this really awesome thick notebook that was small, but it was plastic covers and the spiral was getting all bent out of shape. And I had so many notes basically from August until the end of November. I had so many notes in it. I went through that notebook. I cleared all of those notes out and I was like, why am I hanging on to this notebook? I'm literally looking at this notebook with the spirals literally bent out of shape. So many papers gone out of that notebook. And all I could think about was, I don't want to waste this notebook. But I'm like, why am I holding on to this notebook? It's literally about worth 20 cents right now. Why am I having an issue letting go of this notebook? I don't even like it anymore. I just don't want to be wasteful. But I recycled it. Nonetheless, got a new planner, new markers, new pl- new notebook. And then as I started to sit down and plan, I think it's very important to understand my environment. It was on a Friday afternoon. It was a rainy day in Florida, which isn't typical. It was an awesome day to light a candle. I went and got myself a nice drink from Starbucks. My daughter was building Legos and my dog was just enjoying the nice breeze on the back porch. Okay, I'm setting you up for success. I was not sitting at my in my office with the computer in front of me. I don't do very well in planning mode right those moments. I, I get too distracted and squirrely. I'll start looking up all of these other things and I really just needed to focus. So I sat at my kitchen table. I had on some nice jazz music and I opened up my planner, which I can't even use until January, but I opened it up because it does have a December monthly view. So I started with the month. And if you don't know, I like, I looked at my month and was like, okay, I, I kind of know what's happening, but I kind of don't know what's happening. And you're talking about someone who loves plans, but I'm like, I, I have it written in different various places, Google calendar on my old planner. I need to like get it down. So I was like, just do it. Take your fancy markers. If you mess up, you've got some whiteout. It's no, not a big deal, Mac. Just go ahead and do it. So I opened up my planner and I just started writing down when my daughters had practices, when my needed to go to the dentist, when we were out of town for volleyball, when we were out of town for soccer. I, I started with my personal life first. And then after I looked at my personal life, I started inserting meetings that I had. And those meetings are very important because they are my coaching clients. So I put those in. And I also put in any meetings that I had for school. So I went personal, then I went meetings. And then after that, remember, I don't have a weekly plan right now because my planner doesn't start till January. I took my fancy notebook and I wrote the weeks at the top of a notebook page. So I put the week of December the 4th all the way until December the 10th. Then I did December 11th through the 17th and then December 18th. Okay, you get the point. So I broke down my weeks and then I even went a separate step and I put down, I separated my weekends. So I know that I have a different feel on the weekends and I have a different level of productivity. I have a different mindset, so to speak, on the weekends than I do throughout the week. And I know that in December, I really have to take advantage of all the time that I have, you know, because they're shopping. There's traveling 
And so I gave myself a separate notebook page for each weekend. So I could just jot down specific things that were happening each of the weekend out of the month. Okay, one's Christmas, one's New Year's Eve, one's a volleyball tournament, one's a soccer tournament. I mean, my goodness, when else am I going to just have a life here? You know, just to take a bubble bath. So I wrote down a list of activities for each week and just what I thought I, I must do each week. Okay, don't forget I got tours this week. Even though I had written them in my planner as, as meetings and dates, I still wrote it down. Okay, I got tours this week. Oh, I want to do these special podcast episodes. And then I started just bing, 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 bing. All these ideas came. Oh, I want to have a meeting with this person. Oh, I want to touch base with this person. So I wrote down all of my must-dos for each week on a separate piece of notebook paper in my new notebook that I got from Target, by the way. This really helped me set realistic expectations and it helped me to look at each week in my time. Like I could easily see based on each notebook page for each week, what the week looked like for the must do's. And I was like, okay, this week's super heavy in meetings. This week's super heavy in some activities that I have going on personally. So I was able to take my monthly, narrowed it down to my weekly. Then step two is I started incorporating. So after I got like a good overall plan, step two is I started incorporating my festive plans, like my bonuses. And I looked at my week and I said, okay, this week's pretty heavy. What do I have the capacity for? And some of the bonuses that I really wanted to do that weren't down on those notebook pages were I wanted to have an end of the year fundraiser. I also wanted to have a school store where I actually went and purchased some items from the Dollar Tree and set them up and created a school store where students could bring in their own money and purchase things for their siblings and their parents. We can wrap it. And then we've also made money for our school store, which is something that we use as like a positive behavior system that kids do not actually pay their real money for. So I found two bonus activities that I really wanted to hone in on at the end of the year that could make our school some additional revenue. And from that, I started to go, okay, well, if I want to do that, honestly, which weeks would be best? So I wrote them down. And afterwards, I wanted to make sure that we had like a pajama day and a hot cocoa day. And I wanted to make sure that we got a field trip in. And typically I have all, I have the field trip and the special activities planned ahead, like months ahead. I have a good idea, but this month really slammed us. I just got back from a family cruise. We had a really busy October, November. So there's some last minute strings that are having to pull to get these items done. So I started incorporating all of my bonuses, but I first asked myself, so I'm working backwards here. After I took my month and I broke it down into my week, I asked myself, Honestly, what do I have the capacity for? I want to do all these other fun little things. What do I have the capacity for? And yours could also be, are you traveling? Do you want to do a special night with your kids? If so, what weeks is that really possible? Do you want to go ice skating? Do you want to go to see a special movie? Do you want to go to a cookie party? Whatever it may be, those are important to you. And you need to make sure that you have the capacity for them. So the second step was I started incorporating all of the fun little things that I wanted to do, okay? Step three is so important that I have the hardest time with, I'm sure you do too, 
And it didn't come naturally whenever I first started writing out that I wanted to have a fundraiser. I actually, after I wrote out that I wanted to have a fundraiser, I asked myself, who could help me? My sister-in-law gave me some of the greatest ideas for a fundraiser. We're going to have a December to remember, and we are collecting $2,023. We're fundraising for $2,023 to end the year. I was very transparent about what we're going to use the funds for. I wrote out how the parents can donate, who to share it with. I have it on my email subscriber list. I've got it on Facebook. I had some really great ideas. Thanks to my sister-in-law. Then I thought, okay, I want to do the school store, but I don't have the capacity to set up the school store on my own. Obviously, I have teachers, but they're going to be teaching. And who could I ask to really come in and help us with our school store, set it up, maybe do some additional shopping for us? I put it out to the parents. The parents were so excited. They're like, this is great. Yes, I want to become a volunteer. I'll help you set up the store. I will help run the store for you. Wonderful. Thank God. There are also several other things that I'm delegating to my husband. And I want to say that you cannot delegate unless you communicate. And you cannot communicate unless you know what you need. (laughs) So that's why this is a process, right? Planning, starting to incorporate the things that you want, communicating what you need, therefore you can delegate. And then after delegating, the fourth part is to make a daily plan. So we went from month, we're going to week, Now I'm looking at a daily plan. And what I actually did was I planned out majority of my days, Monday through Friday of the first week of December, so to speak. I planned out majority of those days, but not so granular to where I couldn't fit in other activities. And that's kind of a problem that I have, to be honest with you, is sometimes I'll get super granular about what needs to be done each day. And then I feel as if I'm just experiencing combustion because there's other things that come up and I haven't given myself kind of a block of time to complete activity. So I made sure to plan out each day of the week loosely. And I gave myself some goals for each week. Like, Hey, you know, this week you said you wanted to do this. You don't necessarily know which day will be the best day, but make sure you give yourself some room each day to work on some of the weekly goals that you have. But I couldn't have done that if I wouldn't have First planned out my month, then planned out my week. Now I'm going to plan out my days. And you don't, again, you've kind of got like a weekly plan to go off of so that every day you can timestamp specific things that you want to have done. But you want to always go back to that weekly plan to make sure that you're getting things covered that you said that you were priorities. They were must do's. And then I really chunk. I mean, I know this sounds kind of vague, but I I guess the best way that I could describe it is saying, okay, I got this weekly plan. I've got a daily plan. And if I know that I want to create eight podcast episodes, I can't, I'm looking at my week and I'm going, I don't have two hours to make eight podcast episodes, write out the content for it. So could I do it as I'm waiting for my daughter in volleyball? Could I do it after my daughter has a doctor's appointment? Can I do it? 20 minutes while I'm waiting on my husband to finish his workout and I'm getting ready to go to the bank. I don't know. I'm just giving you some examples of being able to really look at your time and be like, could I just do a piece of it now? Or maybe it's to do with Christmas shopping. Okay. Once my daughter goes to volleyball, I'm going to have my other daughter at home with me. Could I pull her aside and have her look for some things online 
with me to shop for Jalen for the holidays. And I did that. But I, I wouldn't have been able to do that if I wouldn't have just been able to get a landscape for how my month, my weeks, and my days would be looking. And like I said, I do have a notebook. I do have the other activities such as the weekly, the monthly, the daily plan. However, it's very important that you use something like MeisterTask that will help break things down for you. Because a lot of times you're going to need to communicate and delegate, but without that, you're not going to be able to get a good hold on what needs to be accomplished. And last but not least, my friends, it's self-care. I don't know what the movement is. I'm not trying to swing all the way to the left or to the right about self-care, but I can just tell you this. I don't necessarily have a list of self-care things that I do on a weekly, monthly basis, but I want to start. And I really want to start being intentional so that I'm pouring from a really full cup. And I know that for me, self-care is about exercising, even though I don't want to do it sometimes. I know that it's good for me. It's also about taking my supplements. It's also about getting good sleep. It's also about making sure that I'm talking good to myself. It's also making sure that if I can't go somewhere and be something for somebody, that I'm not having guilt about that. So one night my daughter needed me to be at her volleyball to go pick up a bag or something. I don't know. And I forgot. She went to volleyball practice. I went home. And while we were at volleyball practice, I was like, oh goodness, I was supposed to get this bag for her. I was supposed to walk into the volleyball place and and sign off on this bag. And I was already like out of the shower in my pajamas and had on a face mask. Hey, I'm actually pretty proud of myself that I had on a face mask. I mean, I feel like that was self-care, right? So I knew My husband and I had tag teamed. He had went and picked up my other daughter. So I knew that when I go pick up my daughter, I'm going to be in my pajamas. And I could have changed into some different clothes and gone in there and signed up for the bag. But I was like, why would I need to do it? Do I have to do that tonight? Or can I do that on Wednesday when I'm not in my pajamas with a face mask on? And I drove to pick her up from volleyball in my pajamas and she came out with a bag. And so the funny thing is, is that after I decided that I wasn't going to do it till the following day and I was like, thought about how I needed to go do this one thing, it actually was already done. And I think a lot of times we are hard on ourselves or we feel guilty if we dropped the ball or didn't get everything done on our to-do list. I know especially that's something that's really hard for me. Something that I'm actually like getting help with from my sister-in-law. She is just a really great mentor to me. She is a nurse. She helps people a lot through just talking and listening. And so her and I, we started putting together a weekly walk where I'm talking to her about some things. She's younger than me. She's not, she does, she's not a mom. She's not married, but she's so wise. And I think, you know, it's, it's advantageous to have someone who's not necessarily walking the same walk as you. It's important to have people who are walking the same walk as you, that's for sure. But having people who are not walking the same walk as you gives you a little bit of a different perspective. Because she's thinking, I don't do all those things that you do. And I'm not a mom. And I don't have a full pay, full pack job like you have. So why are you adding all this other stuff to your plate? And it really helped me to be in perspective. And so I share that with you because if you do not want to be overwhelmed, unfulfilled, resentful during the holidays, make sure you're incorporating Self-care can be very easy to be like, I got to do this and this and this and this and this and this and this. And then after the holidays, you're flat on your back, exhausted. I don't want to be like that. 
I want to have energy. I want to be excited. I want to be fulfilled, but I don't want to be pressured. So plan your month, your week, start incorporating the festive fun plan. See if you have capacity for it. Delegate, ask other people to help you go through that list and and be intentional. Do I really have to do this on my own? Can I get someone else to help me? Come up with your daily plan, but make it loose. Make it intentional, but make it loose. And don't forget to practice self-care. Hey, hey, teacher friend. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. I pray it inspired you, touched you, or challenged you in some way. Because we are making big shifts and using our teaching gifts for God's glory like never before. I'm so grateful for you. The number one way you can support this show is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts and also share this with another teacher. Come join me in the Virtual Teachers Lounge, known as the Teacher Let Your Light Shine Facebook group. Until next time, keep shining your teacher light. The world needs you.